Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Another deep breath. Noticing your connection to the earth, to the air, to the people at your elbows, knowing there is really only one, and that one is all there is, and we are parts of it. We are expressions of it. I am an expression of this one marvelous, incredibly complex yet simple thing, which makes me fairly complex yet simple. And I am so grateful for that awareness. I can lean into complexity or I can just allow simplicity. Today, simplicity is joy, is connection, is knowing this community is how I express love, wisdom, truth, is where I come to feel that from others, is how I know it's all going to be grand, not just okay, but grand. Again, I call that fabulous, and fabulous comes. I know that the words spoken today will be fabulous. They will resonate somewhere in me and say, I will say, of course, bring it on. Yes, spirit. Yes, universe. Yes, God. It's all at my invitation. So I open my arms, both of them, and say yes. And say yes. Trusting that what I set out there as my intention, I am still moving toward it. It doesn't change because it's not really out there. It's, you know, it's in here. It's all metaphor. I am still moving toward that. I am always moving toward that, toward that gooder and betterer. I invite you to join me. It's a grand journey. And there is no end to it. So, with that awareness that it's all good, that there is choice towards more good, I release these words into that law, that law, we call it, the law of consequence, the law, the law that's listening. It's, it's not like those cops at the corner. It's not that kind of law. It's more like the law of gravity. It's not changeable. It happens all the time. So my word, my intention, is happening. So is everyone else's. Surprise. In gratitude for this, for all this good, I release again into that law. Please join me in saying, and so it is. So 
So some of you know that this past week I was in, uh, down in Phoenix, Arizona. We have an annual leadership conference. And um, this year, for the first time, they decided to do it as a hybrid con- uh, conference. Um, they've, since 2017, we've been altering, alternating between uh, live and in-person for the whole thing and uh, online only. And so this year was supposed to be the online only, but they decided to do it uh, in person in three different locations, Santa Rosa, California, Phoenix, Arizona, and Dallas, Texas. And I, just, I opted for Phoenix, uh, Arizona, because I was just down there last September, and I wanted to go see my friends who are the ministers there again. And, uh, and it was a lovely, uh, wonderful conference. We elected a brand new spiritual uh, leader for uh, the overall organization. Those of you who have been uh, paying attention know that Reverend Edward Hewn decided to uh, uh, one, year, one term, three years was enough in that, and uh, I can understand that. So we uh, elected a wonderful new community spiritual leader whose name is Sunny Cantrell-Smith. And she is from, uh, I believe, uh, Kentucky, if I remember right. Uh, and, hmm? Ahava Center, yes, in Kentucky. And uh, I'm very excited. I think she's going to be wonderful as our, as our new community spiritual director. Um, Another person who got elected was, was there's a leadership uh, council, and there was a position open for the practitioner uh, on the leadership council, uh, practitioner representative, and our own Linda Bremer was re-elected. Yes. She chose to stay home because she comes in from quite a ways away and, and a little bit more snow than we have, but congratulations, Linda, and happy birthday, Linda, because it's her birthday today, too. And I'll probably be talking about some learnings from that. I have some new music for Brent uh, to, to share. Um, the our, the uh, music director for the whole of uh, Centers for Spiritual Living, uh, Denise Rosier, was in Phoenix uh, singing. So I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, I want to hear Amy sing this song. So um, I'm excited about that. Uh, but anyways, it was, it was a good conference. Um, if you're jealous about the weather, don't be too. It was 53 and windy on the day of, of the Phoenix session. So... I think it was snowing here that day, though. I think I looked, and it was like 20 degrees colder here. But anyways, it was 73 and sunny yesterday, yes, as I flew out, <laughs> as I flew away from it. But anyways, it was a good time. It was a good conference. And um, I love those things because we make connections with, with each other uh, in those in-person things uh, outside of the, just our local communities. And so it was really nice. So our year-long theme that we're working on is curiosity as a superpower, or excuse me, is living out loud. And our monthly theme for this month, which just like the community song is ending today, uh, is um, curiosity as a superpower. And our talk today is living curiosity out loud. So we kind of combine that living out loud with curiosity. And I'm grateful to hear, to find out that that song, my curiosity was satisfied with that song. It was a good thing. So... The infinite oneness has only one agenda. And by the way, when we talk God, for those of you who may be here for the first or second time, we don't mean some big guy in the sky with an agenda and and all that stuff. We talk about, when we use the word God, it's this infinite oneness. Breathe that in for a moment. And it has only one agenda, and that's to express itself so that it may know itself. And the entire universe, or multiverse, or however big it is, is an expression of that desire. And on this single planet, whirling around a sun, which is whirling around a galaxy, which is whirling who knows around what, but it's moving too, we are points of individualized consciousness with the potential to interact with the infinite consciousness, to co-create 
evolutionary expansion. Got that? We're, we're create, co-creating evolution consciously. And some people are doing it unconsciously. But what we're trying to do is create it consciously on this planet and in this human experience. Blaise Pascal, who was a 16th century French mathematician, said the whole visible world is only an imperceptible atom in the ample bosom of nature. I did mention that he was French, right? No idea approaches it. We may enlarge our conceptions beyond all imaginable space, yet we only produce atoms in comparison with the reality of things. It is an infinite sphere, the center of which is everywhere, the circumference nowhere. As big as we can dream, it's only an atom in all of consciousness, in all of creation. And yet, we should dream big anyways, right? So we do this so that instead of carrying on primitive tribal patterns of squabbling over stuff, food and territory and people, especially women, you know, that's been the history of tribal fights, we might evolve to a species that more truly represents the God in whose image we are supposedly created, instead of worshiping gods created in our image and acting from old historic fears of separation and lack. And to do that is going to take expanding beyond our current paradigms and acting in alignment with the spirit in a way rarely seen before. And this will take imagination and curiosity and action. Curiosity will take us out beyond our collective mental universe of lack and limitation, of disease, of conflict, of destruction, and all the other fruits of a collective mindset that believes it is separate from the infinite, separate from capital L life, separate from each other, and separate from our own self, and separate from the earth. And this collective mindset is engaged in a constant battle for control of life, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Life and we are so much more than that. We are so much more than that. And we've been stuck in one of those you can't get there from here conundrums. Reminiscent of a, an M.C. Escher print. For those of you who remember that, you, you know, if you really follow it, you're just walking through the same old thing over and over again. And it will take imagination fueled by curiosity to shift. Yet the universe is big enough, with infinite potential enough, to support us in expanding beyond our current experience of existence. It will take us letting go of trying to figure it out. If you're trying to figure life out, give it up, you can't. If we could have, we would have by now, right? Instead, it takes turning in curiosity and willingness to that infinite intelligence which is beyond and is far beyond the infinitesimal atoms of our understanding. It takes us reimagining ourselves. It takes a combination of being bold enough to recognize ourselves as magnificent beings. Nudge your neighbor. You are a magnificent being. Go ahead, say it, do it.
So we have to be bold enough to recognize ourselves as that, as individual expressions of a oneness, an infinite oneness, where the greatest praise and worship we can give is that recognition and corresponding action from and as that magnificence, while simultaneously being humble enough to let go of my way, mm, sorry, and surrender to the way, the Tao, the path of the infinite, which doesn't always make sense from our finite perspective. That's where Jesus says, it is not I, but the Father within that does the work. Hafiz says, I am a hole in the flute that the Spirit's breath moves through. Listen to this music. As we listen to the music, being played by the breath of the divine through us, take a moment, just listen. As we do this, we will find our curiosity being piqued. Our certain view of the world perhaps challenged and expanded beyond our previous ideas. As we expand, we may experience what I experienced on the flight yesterday, turbulence. I also experienced on the way to Phoenix. You know, the ancient maps used to show the edge of the earth, right? with a notation, beyond here lie dragons. Those who study the nature of the universe find areas of seeming chaos where previously understood laws don't seem to apply. But by pushing further, they find new laws, a higher order to be discovered, and our curiosity will lead us out of our comfort zones, out of our certainty, and into new understanding. Carl Jung said, in all chaos, there is a cosmos. In all disorder, a secret order. And Friedrich Nietzsche said, one must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. One must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. So we come to the questions we can ask out of this curiosity. They can be empowering or disempowering. We can ask egocentric questions, which have their time and place, such as, what do I want? What will make me happy? But after a while, we'll be called to different questions. Questions like, what is life asking of me now? How can I serve more and better? You know, curiosity is an act of love. It's an act of opening. Curiosity leads us outside of ourselves. It leads us outside of our own emotional, mental, physical, spiritual orbit and reaches into something unknown. And whether that's another person actually taking the time and interest in exploring another's perspective without judgment, without an agenda of trying to change their mind or make them fit our idea of how they should be. I don't know if you do that, but you've met people, right? Or to, questions about our own, to ask questions about our own life path, evolving from what's my next meal or TV show, or how can I get better at doing the same unfulfilling thing, breathe, 
to questions like, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? Questions that lead us from merely existing without passion or joy to questions of purpose and vision and larger thinking, moving from our motor barely running to a life that challenges and fulfills our deeper longings. Ooh, I think I just heard Steppenwolf's head out on the highway. Get your motor running. To a life that challenges and fulfills our deeper longings, a life where we don't have all the answers. In fact, we may have more questions than answers. Yes? But our inner voice tells us that we're on track even when we can't see the track. Now, I was once on a whitewater rafting trip with a, a company that I worked for, and there was about six of us in the raft plus the guy behind us, and we were going through this class five rapids, and, and the, the uh, life, or the, what do you call it, raft, went under the water. You know, the water came up completely over it as we were going through this rapid, and the guide is sitting back there yelling, keep paddling, keep paddling, because he knew that if we didn't paddle, the raft would come back up, but we'd be back here somewhere. And so here's six of us paddling our hearts out as with no boat underneath us <laughs> until it surfaced right back up. One guy kind of got off key and ended up having to be dragged back into the boat, the, the raft. We have to keep paddling because the raft is, is uh, on track. This isn't a life of careening willy-nilly from one adrenaline simulation to the next. Rather, it's life lived on purpose. But the question is, starting to listen to what is the purpose. A life lived to serve others, ourselves, and spirit within. This purpose tends, this purpose-filled life, excuse me, tends to develop slowly over time. Most of us don't wake up one day and so, oh yeah, my purpose in life is bam, and go just do it. It takes some time, yes? Anybody who's had that experience, notices that. It develops slowly over time as we both listen and do what's in front of us while paying attention to those deeper questions. What is life asking of me now? How can I serve life, spirit, better? The other thing about curiosity is it listens without demanding an answer. It listens without demanding an answer. We're so conditioned to have immediate answers, right? The, the answer right now. We were all taught that way in school, yes? Yeah. Uh, you want an answer right now? Yeah, excepting for Buffy. <laughs> I joke that when I entered practitioner training my first year, I was the uh, Hermione Granger of the class. As soon as the question was asked, I've got the answer because I had been around for 15 years in religious science, I had the answer. I had to learn to shut up and let the introverts, which was the majority of the class, have a little time to sit with the question and then come forth, bring something forth, which was greater wisdom than the answer. Authentic curiosity explores, develops. It's like a long, slow lovemaking instead of a hot quickie. It's savoring a lovely meal that unfolds over time with good conversations, like you may experience at our upcoming Nourishing Our Community events. 
Where's Jen? Is she in the room? Yes, there she is. And Lynn, for, who are coordinating that. It may be like that instead of shoving something quickly in just to feed yourself. Curiosity is watching the morning sunrise, <clears throat> earth rotation, through all of its process. Instead of glancing for a moment, taking a quick picture that you can post on Instagram. Curiosity takes time, something many people are scared of, filling their lives with busy, busy, busyness to avoid that frightening quietness where in the questions they don't want to hear live and call them, threatening to upset the life they know yet don't really love. But to reach the life that is calling us, we must leave our mountain of certainty and cross the desert or cross the valley to a new place, a place of heart, a place of true love, life and love. Curiosity calls us to leave our certainty behind, to go exploring without any guarantees. Ready to sign up for that journey? Some yes. Guarantees ensure benefits. They're, they're a, a transaction. Curiosity leads us to covenants. And a covenant is a relationship with life that is transformative. Instead of a transaction with benefits and, and all that, a transformation. Many of us talk about transformation, but few understand or want the core shift the dying to the old to awaken the new, which real transformation takes. To use Christian symbology, it takes a crucifixion followed by lying in the tomb before coming to resurrection. There's an old blues song that says, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. W.H. Auden says, we would rather be ruined than changed. We would rather be ruined than changed. We would rather die in our dread than climb the cross of the moment and let our illusions die. Curiosity is life itself. Curiosity expands us. It didn't kill the cat and it won't kill us, but it might kill our certainty. It might kill our ennui, our boredom, and yet it will eventually free and expand us. And if we are willing, and if we are daring, transform and awaken us to our true magnificence that we are. So this week, one spiritual practice, be curious. Contemplate the questions such as, what is life asking of me now? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? And don't demand immediate answers. Sit with and contemplate that, those questions. Are we willing to do that this week? Great. I want to close with a quote from a writer, Frederick Beekner who said, listen to your life. See it for the fathomless mystery that it is. In the boredom and the pain of it, no less than in the excitement and gladness. Touch, taste, smell your way. Listen to your way. To the holy and hidden heart of it. 
Because in the last analysis, all moments are key moments. And life itself is grace. I invite you this week to open to that grace with your curiosity. To let go of how you think it is or how you think it should be. And be curious. We have an affirmation. Say this with me. Today, I let curiosity lead me to new frontiers. One more time. Today, I let curiosity lead me to new frontiers. So it is. Thank you. Look around at the faces of God. or the faces of the Tao, or the faces of whatever name you want to give that infinite presence. Remember that yours is one of them. Let your heart connect with everybody else in this circle. We are one. And so in that awareness, we're taking a deep breath, remembering that there is only one, one life, one presence, beyond all the names, this infinite oneness that is pure life, pure love, Pure light, wisdom, intelligence. It is the power, it is the peace, it is the beauty, it is the joy that permeates everything and it expresses itself abundantly. That is its nature. And because it is the only thing in town, it's a big town, we are one of that. And so we ourselves are that life, that light, that love, that peace, that power, that beauty, and that joy. We are that right now in abundant expression. And so we open this week in curiosity. How can I be more of my magnificent God self today? What a question to wake up to. And so I know that each of us takes this week to expand, a little or a lot, our choice. To allow that infinite presence to flow through us, to bless us in every single way. And then we go out and bless others in any way we can. It is all good. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for all of the good that comes out of this, the expressions of love and curiosity and expansion. And in that sense of gratitude, I release this word into what we call the law, that law of cause and effect, that what we put out comes back to us. We let it be, and so it is. So it is.